0: Welcome everybody to episode 5, today we had a new friend with us, hello Jos, how are you doing buddy?
1: Hi, yeah, I'm good, I'm great. So it's, uh, it's been awesome.
0: Yeah, so Jos is our community manager and uh, he's in charge of our fan loyalty program and our Discord. And today we're gonna be having a little bit of a talk because we have a few subjects to discuss and then he's gonna be uh, sharing with us some uh, questions for our Discord. He had a, a great idea of having fans record uh, messages for us. So we're gonna see if we can actually make it work. Alright, so this is fantastic. But first thing, Johan, what happened to your hair? Please show us.
2: It got cut. It was time. It had to go. It got cut. Oh yeah. No, all
0: right, show me. Take off the headphones. I want to see this. Oh my That's god! Fantastic.
2: Short all the way around.
0: We just we just lost the L'Oreal sponsorship. Thank you so much. Well, it, for it for took too long.
2: Took too long. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. So, dude, uh, how how did you get to here? Like, I remember uh, it's, it's you it. trying to grow your hair, but now.
2: I mean, I wasn't really trying to grow anything particular. I just was not cutting it. It was when Corona started. I just decided mm-hmm. not to see the hairdresser for a while, and uh, it just went on and on. And it was fun. It was fun to have long hair. I hadn't had it since I was a kid. But to be honest, it, it wasn't really. It's hard to say it's worth it to to keep to keep maintaining and to keep uh, like the downsides for me away a lot of the upsides of having short hair because with long hair you want to take care of it. It's a it's a pain to to shower. It's a pain to to go swimming. It's a pain to work out. It's a, many things become a pain. And I was longing for short hair, so I've been thinking about it for months uh, because I didn't just want to make a decision of like you know that that takes years to reverse. Um, if I wanted if I wanted the hair back or if I wanted to have long hair. But now I am so happy, so happy to have short hair. I think this was a nice, uh, nice mix. I never had had hairstyle like this before. So new, new ventures. It's it's been fun. It's been good. It's been freedom. It's it's relieving.
0: (laughs) So now the joke that we have is that our friend Johan has the same haircut. He's joined the gang in Lisbon because uh, Walter, (laughs) our manager, has the same hair. Romeo, the the kid that lives in the house, has the same hair. So now you're like three tweenies, is that what you're going for? You
2: know what they say, right? Monkey see, monkey do. So I don't you know, maybe subconsciously <laughs> I was just seeing some haircuts and it's like that that one, but I didn't I didn't really pick it. I knew I wanted short, I knew I wanted, especially to get rid of the stuff in the back, but how do you get rid of stuff in the back okay. within, without getting rid of stuff in the sides? And then how much did I want to keep on top? I didn't want to go back to like what I had for TI8. I wanted something different still. I, but yeah no maybe monkey see monkey do so consciously i just ended up going with uh, yeah what was around me you, when you said it i was like oh yeah i mean maybe honestly maybe i didn't <laughs> consciously do it but yeah
0: i see well so, yeah, i got the a- ti8 haircut you know i am wearing the johan ti8 haircut yep sorry josh go. what were you saying
1: uh yeah well i was gonna ask see for me like when i get my haircut the best thing is the shower afterwards mm-hmm. you know where where you're, you're kind of um like finally getting it clean or getting rid of all the like tiny hairs that always come up after your haircut but i've noticed like with your new one johan you've you're still long on top mm-hmm. so i wonder like did you still get that same kind of like magical feeling of wow i feel so much better so much cleaner For or sure. is it like you know
2: yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. The, the biggest difference was like when I showered the first time, and I f- I, I weighed it in my hand. You know, the the weight of all the hair when it's wet mm-hmm. compared to holding just a whatever is on top. It's it's probably twenty percent of the weight. So that was like the biggest difference, and mm-hmm. and definitely super nice to feel feel the sides and feel the back being dry right away. It also pulls moisture right away from the top, so it keeps drying like you you're it's drying a lot quicker than before. I, 10x the speed so very very satisfying very nice especially the showers yeah
0: i cut my hair and i shaved for the first time the shaving part for the first time it's a very long time and it was not premeditated i tried to do something different yesterday that didn't work so uh, <laughs> so i don't have her here okay <clears throat> so i have her here and it wraps around this You can see in other videos. So I saw that there's some people that are shaving this side. So you have this side and then it disconnects here and it's here.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: I look like a douchebag with this. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, how do I do it now? Because I committed to this and this was long and this is awful. And I was like, okay, I have a solution. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make everything shorter so the jump is not as dramatic. Didn't work. And I shorter and I shorter. And at one point I was like, oh, fuck it. It's all going out. Look like but now enough. i have the unintended consequences you know this is the the butterfly you know that swings the wings because yesterday i went to an esport event and so many people came to me and said hey carlos how are you doing <laughs> i'm like "No, no i'm not carlos and they were like no dude we met in berlin or we met in this i was like i am not carlos but this is awesome so let me record it so i actually messaged carlos in the middle of the night, uh, saying, dude, uh, what is going on? And I have this this message. A decir, hey, Carlos, tal? ¿Te de tres. So I'm telling <laughs> him, like, dude, what is going on? I cut my, I cut my hair and I shave my beard and everybody thinks that it's you. What's so weird. And like, I have a friend that was messaging Carlos saying, hey, Carlos, you're in L.A., dude, and you didn't tell me. And Carlos is messaging me, what is going on? Like, no, no, it's me. <laughs> they're meeting me and they think it's you. You
2: could, so, have, you could have played it. Carlos, you, could, you could have ruined his relationships with people that night.
0: <laughs> Carlos, I'm sorry. I promise I will never shave again. We will make sure that you're the clean-shaven Spaniard and I'm the bearded Spaniard. It was not intended to, but it was really funny. Because the event also was at G2's uh, birthday from one of the purple from G2. Which is why people may be associating, you know?
2: so you're just you're just cutting off some facial hair you know it's trivial and 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 you have yeah your friend he you get mistaken for your friend have you heard the story of action bronson i don't know if i told you this one do you know the guy he's no, a hip-hop, hip-hop no, artist no, and he's kind of famous for his beard he's like okay. ginger bearded and then supposedly i i read this online i'm not sure if it's 100 percent true but supposedly he had yeah he had woken up one morning and he, he had not been, like, you know, ready to shave or ready to trim his beard because he, he needed to maintain that. It was part of his image. It was part of, like, what he was known for. And he mistrimmed. And same thing, you know, there's no going back. Like, once you have one side just dented in like that, then he took the whole thing off. And people got super upset because they had booked a ticket to Action Bronson. And because he didn't have his beard anymore, they they were they were upset and they wanted refunds. And, and And the whole, I think the show got canceled. <laughs> But yeah, imagine that, like, you're actually, yeah, like, you you're, you rely on your facial hair. I'm happy I don't. I Good thing I don't. I don't know what people would be seeing in it, but yeah. I, uh,
0: mean, I mean, you guys cannot imagine how hard it is to upkeep a beer. For all of you guys that have one. Would It would be really scary to, because, to,
2: to, to trim it when it gets a certain length, yeah, right?
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, it's very, very scary. So, I had beer before, and actually, the photo on the podcast is me with a beer. And so... <laughs> I can't believe we're going to talk about beers, but pretty much the beer on the top grows out and the beer on the bottom goes down. So you have to trim the bottom part, but not the, sorry, the top part, but not the bottom part. That's how you get those beers that are like this, you know, Mm -hmm. which is the ones that everybody likes. But depends on the density of the hair, it's not really that easy because this for me goes up like this, curve, you know, and this one looks like this. So I look like a, yeah, like a middle-eastern man because I do look middle-eastern. My family and my blood are, very related there. So I have to go to the side and cut these vertically down and I have to continue cutting vertically down. Super scary. And then when you're in the bottom, you have to cut flat. Okay. That's how you get the chin. So it's all like by hand, you know?
2: Did you ever go to a barber? Did you ever do the barber thing?
0: Uh, Only once. Only once. Yeah. They were better than me, obviously. But yeah, I, 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 think... I cheap one side and then I cheap the other side and then I have to start reducing and reducing and reducing them and I end up with no beer before. Yep. It happens, I mean, twice.
1: See, I'm lucky. I just can't at this point. <laughs> like, uh, I, I've tried and it just looks awful. Like, my uncle is, uh, he's like 46, 47. He still can't grow one. Like, I feel like there's something in my family tree where it just doesn't happen. No beer. No. Uh, well, I... I mean, like, They can do stubble, but yeah, no one in my family has a full beard at all.
0: I'm so used to seeing myself with a beard that when I see myself without a beard, like right now, all I see is fucking nose. All I see is nose. (laughs) Everywhere that I see is just, oh my God, I've missed being here the whole time. What's going on? And I have no chin. I lost my chin. I left it somewhere else. Even my cats, when they looked at me after I shaved, they looked at me like, who are you and what are you doing here? We've never agreed to this. They don't recognize me. They come and smell me. So it's... anyway, that's the beer story for of the day. I also see that monkey sees monkey does. You're both also wearing the same hoodie.
2: <laughs> that's comfortable. Nice. This is a know. really good hoodie. I'm not going to lie. Like I always wanted to have one of those uh, college-like, you know, uh, I uh-huh. guess it's the text that just does it, like completes the image because it's just another hoodie. But then the text, the the typing, uh, or what's what's it called, the format of 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 the letters, it just adds so much to it. And yeah, awesome. I've been working in this, I've been working out in this, I've been sleeping in this. This has been uh this has been with me for a whole week right now. Wonderful. That's Wonderful amazing. to finally have one.
0: That is we call it the C the CEO hoodie, just so you know. Because, you know, I always wear these American hoodies, the university hoodies. Mm-hmm. So that's where we got it from. Just well, like in like, every, every meeting with it.
1: I was just about to say, like every meeting <laughs> at work, there's like, if it's not me, it's someone else wearing this hoodie. Um, mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's, it's just, I think it's really warm as well because it's like fleeced on the inside. So, yeah. um, whereas I think kind of with some of the other merch we have. Like we kind of older ones, they don't have that fleece lining on the inside. Correct. So like the new ones, yeah, it just made fleece. this.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, the new ones are, yeah, yeah. You see? Sorry, I have a little bit delay, just that's why I keep interrupting. Yeah, yeah. In LA. So same. So this hoodie we're not commercializing it yet. We never sold it. It's just for us. I just it was a test to see if people would like it, and so far you guys like it a lot. So we might have to make them. Oh, for, this is a good product for the fans.
2: This is a good product. There are some hoodies, especially back in the day and even OG hoodies that are harder to be as proud of, but, uh, this, this, this has been really good stuff. Also the new, the new hoodies are super soft.
0: Yeah. The new collection is pretty awesome. I have one here as well. Hmm. And yeah, they have the inside flea, like we, like Joe said, dude, I've learned so much about hoodies (laughs) and I can share some of this thinking with you because I live in a warm weather. So all our hoodies had no fleece inside. It's it's not inside the soft, but I thought it was normal. But when I started making the hoodies and we started seeing the prototypes, every single time I will pick a hoodie, it will be without the inside. And every single time the European side of the company will choose it, they were like, no, 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 we want these ones. And I was like, really? Because it's cold. So now I know that it's it's very comfy to have a warm hoodie like that.
2: There's also something with the softness. I never really cared about clothes growing up, but later on, I started caring about a few things. And one of the things I pick up on is, is the feel of, of the clothing. And you know, the hoodie I talk about, I'm going to mention the, the one that I I got in LA or that I got for free or purchased. I purchased some clothes and I got one or two pieces for free and this company was called fuse, I think. And they had an amazing, amazing hoodie with really (laughs) nice artwork, but, but it was Japanese cotton and that was the most amazing cotton I had ever felt. Um.
0: Yeah, It was a French Terry hoodie. I know because I, I prototype it and I and I have the ability to make that hoodie. It's just for a, a special collection that we'll be doing somewhere in the future. Yeah, yeah. I so was, it was a very special collection. That, that, that hoodie is coming back. Okay, well, my friends, uh, let's. we have a few topics today and then we're going to go to this uh, q and I have a, a very interesting conversation that I had with someone the other day based on the Logan Paul... Podcast. I don't know if you guys watch it, it's called Impulsive. And they made with the singer, the guy that sung the, the, I took a pill in Ibiza, Mike Posner. Uh, and he has gone through a very interesting spiritual journey in the last few years of his life. I think he felt himself was like really going down this slope and dark hole of like concerts and tour and all that. And he decided to go to across the United States walking It took him like five to six months. And he started in New Jersey in the water, walked out of the water all the way across to LA into the water. And that was his journey. And he was posting online saying, hey, I'm gonna be here this time. I'm gonna be here this time. And people will join him through the journey. And he was never like, hey, I'm here, here, here. But it was more like, hey, I'm in this area. Come and find me if you wanna talk. And when he met people, the first thing that he will ask is, Why are you here? And there was like no wrong answer, you know? Some of them were just here because, oh dude, you're Mike Posner and you're cool and I wanna say hi. But a lot of them were because they were like dealing with trauma and with loss in their family because Mike started doing this because his father died. I think his father or his mother. So he went on this journey because he wanted to spend a little bit more inside of his brain instead of the outside part. Anyway, the podcast was amazing. The conversation with him was amazing. But there was something that I, that I wanted to share with you guys, because he was talking about that, how when you do something that is completely different from what you normally do, you put yourself in a completely situation, completely different situation than what you would normally be. And he got to learn things about himself by doing this. And he her went and climb Everest, and he's been doing a bunch of other things. And he talked in the podcast about how a big part of this is just ego. Like, I just want people to think that I'm cool. But a lot of other parts were this intellectual journey of where we are in, how do we be happy? Is society taking us to a place where we're happy? I don't know, I was super inspired about it. And I, I don't know, I wanted to share it with you guys if you have a chance to see it, because it makes me feel like, I know I don't have time to do this, which is why exactly maybe I should do this, like a reset. And yeah, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, you guys have something to share about this with it.
3: The...
2: If I can share something, he he also got bit by a snake on on one of his trails that he, that almost killed
0: him. Really? That's, that's wait cool. on, so
2: on his walk across U.S. On your, yes, yes. <laughs> right. he so he's going on a life changing walk, and then <laughs> a snake bites him and tries to kill him. And almost yeah, he almost died. Jesus, so that was, uh... Jesus. That was cool to but he carried, So I guess that he finished right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: he finishes. He's part of the journey. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. You don't quit just because a snake bite you. Just. No, I mean, life throws <laughs> really, stuff at you. You know, a lot of people is. would quit, I think. <laughs> depends how big. Yeah, that too. Yeah. So, yeah, what do you think from this story that I just told you? Have you ever contemplated anything like that? Like a reset of where you are?
1: I think, um, for me, uh, it kind of happened when like we had coronavirus kicking, in. Um, because... So me and my girlfriend had just moved into our uh, into our own place in January 2020. Um, and then, like, two months later, the UK goes into total lockdown over coronavirus. And it's, you know, you can't go outside. You can only go to the shop for essential shopping, but nothing else. Um, and my girlfriend had to go and stay with her parents to look after her kid brother. Um, she had to go and stay with her mum. Um, So it ended up just being me alone in the house for about two months, two and a half months um, until my birthday where I got to like go and see my family Um, and during that time, because it was literally just, I'd wake up, I'd work my uh, boring uh, corporate customer service job, I worked in a call center, Um, you know, it was very draining, it was about accounting,
0: I don't put him in a call center, I said this is before OG, (laughs) just to contextualize (laughs) it,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was during that period of my life where I'm just waking up, doing a job I dislike, and then playing video games, going to sleep, that I kind of realized like I'm getting nothing from this. I'm getting no enjoyment, no fulfillment, uh, you know, other than a paycheck at the end of a month that doesn't really do doesn't really go further than you know a few takeaways, a few video games, you know. Um, so. It was that it was around that time that I thought, you know what? I've played Dota for seven, eight years, and I've never tried to get involved. I've never like not community groups or um, or like actual the esports side of thing. I'd followed the scene and i played the game, but it had always just been a, a fleeting hobby, you know, and and not something to commit any time or resources of my own to. Um, so yeah, I I thought you know what I'll I'll find more people and I will kind of get involved, um, and then later on that year, I think the OG Discord opened and I uh, like put myself forward for that, volunteered to help like set it up, run things, and then uh, well here we are like uh, two years and a month after I moved into that house and. Uh, and I now work for OG. So, like that for me, that was the moment just spending a lot of time alone with myself and realizing that, like, I can't just work a job to pay rent, you know? I need to work a job to do something that I find enriching, you know? So, um, yeah, I can kind of relate to just doing something you're not comfortable with, spending spending time alone with yourself, because it really helps you come to terms with what's important for yourself.
0: This is amazing, I didn't even know any of this story, when we hired you. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, I uh, I, I only started uh, getting involved and in volunteering and stuff because uh, coronavirus forced me to spend two and a half months alone with myself, just uh, working a crap job and playing video games, so I thought, let's do something.
0: That's awesome. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was good. How about you, Johan?
2: Yeah, no. I'm corona I was just going to comment that corona probably made a lot of people self-reflect like that I think I I also got a level of self-reflection during it but uh yeah no the other story is also a great great typical life story I want to say I've heard in many shapes and forms before you know people travel uh mm. path and uh eventually they have to take a turn and 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 the sake of themselves for the sake of change for the sake of enlightenment or 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 like wisening up, uh, to learn something, to see something to, or to just find happiness. Right. And, um, wherever it is in one way, I, th- I think I've been on many already, like I could talk about, but obviously D- Dora ones have been probably the bigger, the biggest sacrifices I've had to make have always been because of Dora. the amount of sacrifices I've had to make have always been because mm-hmm. of Dora. And so I, I would put my story in, in, in that world where if this if this weren't to work, if the order wasn't to work, um, probably around my 20, like bef- around Frankfurt major when I was, um, that makes 2016. Um, right. It was 2016 Frankfurt. It was right. Or it was still late 2015. Either way. I must have. Yeah. I must have been 21 at the time. I think if I, if I wouldn't have one Frankfurt or if, if that, part of my daughter career wouldn't have gone good. I, I wouldn't be here telling a story of like, I got out on the other side, happy and blah, blah, blah. Because at that moment it had been, I t- told this story before, it had been a year, half a year with C9 getting kicked from Team Secret uh, after making it and, and, and going really hard and really trying with Fnatic for almost three years. Um, yeah eventually you know stuck through it took everything i've tried i want to say i tried from the beginning to do right by myself and by others uh and be a good player and blah 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 and to then have not felt like i got enough out of it to and and also sacrificed so much and had it so hard that you know i was i almost didn't go for it almost didn't go for the next run the next year the next season og frankfurt and, and all that yeah like that that was definitely my redemption arc for myself. I started believing in myself. I started feeling that this became worth it, that Dota was uh, a thing I wanted to do fully, to fully immerse myself into, you know, from almost being at the point of like, shit, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I can't do it. I uh, actually don't know what I would have done at that moment, but yeah, that was that was probably my my crossroad, that moment, I had to really change something and really do something, and it started out really well. Couldn't have asked for anything better. I mean, Frankfurt and the Frankfurt run, and and I mean the team that we had, like the the energy and the motivation that was put into it, it was super inspiring and definitely continued my uh, my career in the direction it went.
0: That's awesome. It was like two thousand fifteen, dude. Yeah, it was two thousand fifteen
2: November. Yeah, yeah, late two
0: thousand fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. I think for me, I had like two different moments in my life of really wake up. It's actually funny. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to share it, but I don't know how I'm going to feel after I share it. Um, I had a friend of mine uh, who died when we were very young. We were 23. He actually got tongue cancer and, and died like in a week from I have a kinko story in my mouth to I'm dead in like two weeks, maybe. So fast, so fast. And the last time I saw him, it was, he, back then we had a Skype and he said, can you get on Skype for a second? And then, yeah, he was there and half of his face were like badly lit. And he said, I'm here to say goodbye. And I'm like, sorry. And he said goodbye. And there was a moment after that of like, what am I doing? because I think our whole, my whole life has been designed, you know, for the late game. And hey, one day I'm gonna be doing this and one day I'm gonna be doing this and I'm doing this because one day I will get to do this. And that hit me like a truck. I mean, I still carry that with me every day, every day, even 15 years later, uh, 13 years later. And it really showed me the fragility of life and that at any time you, you go. And you better be doing something extraordinary for yourself or for someone else or just be happy at least, you know, and it gave me like, okay, this is real, you know, the engine, the engine is starting. And after that, you know, I looked at myself, like you said, Josh, where, where am I? What do I want to do? What do I want to achieve? I knew I want to make movies. I knew I was already in LA. And by then, you know, the easiest thing is, okay, you work for a bigger production and you bring coffee to fancy directors and you do those things. And I said, hey, 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 one second. like if I go tomorrow or I go in a year, do I wanna go making my own movies or do I wanna go just serving coffee to someone? Even just to say that I'm part of this very fancy movie, you know? And I said, no, I wanna go my way, my own way. The next day I quit and I, I actually quit my relationship that I was in that as well because I was not in a very happy relationship. And I started making my own movies. And after that, I made movie after movie. The first one were tiny, $25,000. They were crappy. And then they got a little bit better. Then they got a little bit better. And then the, I have two summits. This is summit number one. Summit number two is that I actually summited movies. I made movies. I made my first studio movie as a director at 27th. And at 29th, I plateau again. There was a moment where, well, movies are not making me happy either. And do you remember like this, a director called Tony Scott? He directed Top Gun. He's really Scott Brothers, the guy that did Gladiator and all that. Yeah. So Tony Scott killed himself in LA. He jumped out of a bridge. And I was like, wait a second, this guy has the life that I hope one day to have. He has all the movies, all the talent and everything. What are the demons that he was going through in his mind that make this person, extraordinary person, do something like that? And I remember that I was sitting on my movie on the ground after finishing, because when you, it's complicated, but when you make movies and you shoot nights, every single time there is a night scene in the movie, what you do is you group them together. Because you can only shoot like 12 hours a day. So if you do like from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., you don't have time to shoot nights. So for weeks, you shoot days, and then for weeks, you shoot nights, weeks at a time. You lose your mind because you start working at 6 p.m. and you leave at 6 a.m., but at 6 a.m. you cannot really go to bed because the whole city's up. So I was filming weeks for, of night, and I remember sitting on the ground after I finished my movie, the one that I directed for MGM, and I'm like, I can see the darkness. I can see it, it's there, you know, I can see it. Because at the end of the day, the movie becomes the only thing that validates your life. You're only the movie. You don't have personal relationship with anybody. You're not emotionally available for anybody ever. You cannot have a normal girlfriend, you cannot have a normal boyfriend, partner, nothing. You cannot have pets. And that is the day that I stopped directing movies. That was my second wake up call. Just being on the ground there, seeing the trailers leave and and everybody packing for my movie that I wrote and I produced I'm thinking I, I can't do this again and I have produced for other people, but I've never directed ever since. So maybe it will have been healthy there to take a few months and go and walk around to deal with that darkness. I went to therapy after that and it was one of the best things i ever done and I publicly want to say it is, it's amazing. Therapy has changed my life and everybody uses therapy for different things. For me, I felt that it was like I had a backpack with a stone of a thousand kilograms and somebody was gonna be like, hey, let me help you with that backpack, you know? Let's let's start taking things out. And then I've used therapy and, and coaching for be able to communicate better, feel less angry with the world and all that. And if you're hearing these and you do have those feelings, dude, you're not alone or you're not alone. We all go through these moments. The darkness is real. There's help out there, you know? And I thought it was very open and honest the conversation with this singer on this podcast and inspire me to actually have an honest and open conversation about this with you guys, you know, Mm because I feel that sometimes people romanticize where we are at and who we are and well, they don't have problems like I do. Maybe our problems are slightly different, but deep in our hearts, it's the same fears, you know, and the same lost and the same.
2: Just to throw something in there just because you you mentioned it now it's like people like to portray a lifestyle and and probably as a society it's not healthy to always look at the ultimate depiction of what is best you know you can't take movies for reality neither can you take social media most things as reality and like people's lives and think that this is like how life is and when i mean life is like truly how life is you know what we all have to go through we all have to eat we all have to deal with things we all blah 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 But I recently got got into an app. My friend was telling me about it. It's called Be Real. Have you heard of it? It's just called Be Real, and it's it's like a social media type app. And you can only you can only do one post a day. And it's telling you now it's time to post, and then it'll let you it'll let everyone know how late you were on posting. You know, so it's like the idea is you're just supposed to when you see it, grab your phone and then snap a picture or whatever it is you're you're doing. You're busy doing part of your life, you know on the toilet, having breakfast, you know, at work, whatever it is, you know, and, and, and it'll take a picture both ways of yourself and what you're doing. So I don't know, like, I, I do think, yeah, I do think that there are pushbacks from people, society as a whole, whatever you want to call it, like trying to ground and trying to, yeah, because if you end up overworking yourself, you end up falling, even if it starts out as your passion, if you end up falling into some incredibly toxic loop, um dark spiral dark circle all those things and and you're not getting out you're not you're not getting much help with any help uh then yeah then it can go it can go really poorly you know you can go into a place where shit, it really feels terrible and and like with your the story of your friend i i've heard a lot of smart people say it uh and i agree i i, li- I live my my life the same way where you tomorrow is not in your control it's imp- unpredictable it's never in your control and with that being said it it i think it could help people make decisions for themselves for what they want to they want to do uh how they want to spend their time how they want to spend today and tomorrow um yeah same thing with the movie don't look up you know like there's a lot of these yeah. topics that, that that go about as well where it's like uh yeah as a society and stuff like can you can you trust everybody to do the right thing can you trust everybody to uh not f- succumb like I've, I've heard of the addictions you know people getting addicted to instagram people getting addicted to to live their fairy tale to take their pictures to, you're designed live that, to make you addicted uh, yeah yeah to live your social media life and it's like you're you're painting a picture you're making a movie a still frame of something that looks perfect you know but it never is we can get all philosophical and be like the, the perfect circle only exists in the human mind. And the same thing with these perfect lives, they don't exist. Like everybody, we all have to go through stuff and it, I think it's healthy to share that and it's healthy to not run away from it and like pretend that you are not, you're not dealing with life. Like everyone is, you know? Um, yeah. And then there are a lot of people who have a lot it's Actually, of... Oh, go on. Sorry. I'm, I'm done.
0: No, keep going. Sorry. I was gonna say, it's actually one of the reasons why I wanted to do the podcast because I wanted people to get to know you how I get to know you. And the inside part of you, I think is, in my opinion, a hundred thousand times more fascinating than the part that you portrayed outside. I think Johan, human is, in my opinion, one of the most amazing and inspiring people I ever met. And Johan, coach, sorry, Johan, captain, it is as well, but for completely different reasons, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, and people are getting to know you a little bit more. Like just you get to see now things from the podcast of Johan that you didn't know about him, you know, even though he's the owner of the company and he's there, we're seeing him in a more human part. Yeah, like
1: 100 percent. I think, um, you know, kind of. Going back to what what you were saying, Johan, about uh, social media being a projection of uh, of it's a projection of achievements. A lot of the time people romanticize other people on social media, but then when they look at their own, they only see like failures or uh, um, kind of issues um, and I think that's I agree I think this podcast is a great idea because it humanizes uh, OG it humanizes both of you instead of being you know oh you know it's no tell he's one TI twice you know but I'm sure that's a part of you but it's not you're not just that you know there's a lot more to you as a person and I think this
0: podcast is the perfect way to kind of deliver that because we're humanizing and because later we will have the questions, like we're going to have probably a harder connection or deeper connection with the fans because they're going to be reading their own questions to us.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, And kind of like the reason I I wanted to do that is uh, so they can start asking questions, not just about Dota 2 or esports, you know, but about yourselves as individuals. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it's a a great step forward. because yeah, as you were saying, social media is just a projection of, it's just what other people want you to see at the end of the day. So uh, with this and being able to spend this time, it's perfect.
0: Johan, I wanted to add one thing because there is something that has been really troublesome for me that I feel guilty for some successes that I have. Like I cannot be sad because I am the CEO of OG and it's an incredible achievement. Like I am not allowed to be sad because I have the job that everybody else wants to have. But my mind doesn't understand that I'm not allowed to be sad. I am very blessed. I am extremely, extremely proud and lucky and blessed of where I am and what I get to do. But I still feel sad because I'm not perfect, you know? And yeah, I feel that we have to uh, take that taboo away from people. Like, well, everything is going your way. You're not allowed to be sad. Okay, well, my brain doesn't know that. Yeah, I mean, that,
2: that, yeah, I I could make the same point differently or like similarly, you have celebrities, you have these names, again, social media, it's, you portray, you portray the idea of a person, you portray the image of a human, let's, let's throw a name in there, Tom Cruise or Brad Pitt, I just give you that name, now you might sit there and fantasize all day about What he does what he eats what kind of yacht he's at and how he doesn't deal with all the shit that you're dealing with and you're spending every second in your body in your mind having a lot of problems and you tend to not attribute all of those to to a celebrity of course i agree that financial stability and financial um security are big things that a lot of people uh, would 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 first when when they portray another another celebrity or somebody with status or whatever but everybody makes their own problems everybody has problems everybody is a human everybody has smelly farts everybody you know they have to go through parents dying through pets dying through feeling alone through not feeling loved through yeah feeling hated by people feeling uh feeling the envy feeling the anger feeling the jealousy and and i think this whole thing of portraying a person without meeting them is it's like the simple saying you get as a kid like don't judge a book by its cover uh, and then sometimes, yeah, of course you, 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 you can make up your mind about a person. Um, but yeah, quite often there's a lot of stigma and I felt it too. I feel it too. I, I cannot, I made a tweet earlier today as a, like, and I think about these things. I made a tweet about the battle passes where I'm like, I bought the 330 levels before they reduced the price. I'm like, shit, I didn't want to waste the money. And then it's like, oh, and you only have this month, many more millions to go. And it's like, yeah, but you know. I pay people, I, I, I don't hoard my money, it's still out there, I'm still like living life, I'm still taking, you know, and then I have to, I have a lot of responsibility, I have all these things, so like money did give me a lot of problems, money did make a lot more problems for me, and I still go through with that, and some days I wanna be like, fuck it, you know, fuck it, I never wanted any of this. Um, and yeah, that's like, again, everybody has problems, everybody goes through stuff, all our bodies are growing, decaying, changing our minds our we get depressed the weather changes stress i mean we're all we're all facing imminent apocalyptic threats all the time if you go read the news it's like you know there are parts of life that always throw stuff at you so i I do think it's important yeah to remember that we're all just human and i mean that even jeff bezos even elon musk even though they have all these billions they're still just people they just people they are people is not a just thing but but you know they are people like you um And I, yeah, I do think if you knew all the story behind, you would have, you you wouldn't, people would not be judging as hard. People tend to judge very hard. And I get that as well, because it's not, like, not everybody has it easy. It's, and it's, it helps to project sometimes, you know, and it helps to do that. It helps to vent, I guess, a bit. But yeah, it's a dangerous game to, to always think the worst of people always uh think that yeah they don't go through problems like you do
0: i like one thing that you said that is honestly it's always it's always eye open every time i talk to you this is why i want to record this on the on the podcast because there are concepts that i never considered i've never considered that you never wanted any of this money you didn't want to run og you didn't do this you open og just as literally survival moment of if i don't do this I have no control over my future and i don't believe that i can win because they're not giving me the chance to win but was never supposed to be this it was supposed to be a means to an end of your self-protectiveness and then winning the money that you won was never the objective it was a consequence of the objective and when you i can only imagine and i'm putting words in your mouth but i don't think at any point you said okay if we win this game we make this, this is we're doing this. You were just playing the game like you played the game before. And like you were doing before. Yeah, it's a thought in your mind, but you're there to win, to win and to win and to win and to win. And then suddenly you stop. You are, how old are you? 28 right now? 28. 28. And then it's like, okay, I am the owner of a massive company. I have massive responsibilities. Every day we meet Johan, Sepp and I to talk about the company every day. And there is a lot of pressure on our shoulders. We have to carry all these things, but it's not like a burden. It's completely the opposite. This ends up being a bigger bliss that none of us ever thought about, because we're really trying so hard to nurture a place where inside the company we're all supporting each other, the the players, the staff. Like if I have a breakup, I kind of like have the support inside the company that I that I that I need. But we have to figure out how to maintain the dream, you know, Johan. <laughs> How do we maintain the dream alive? What do we need to do to make this happen? And the reality is that Johan and Seb are financially very, very involved with the company. And yes, you know, paying $300 or $400 for 300 levels of Battle Pass, is like, yeah, well, I could have done something better with this money. So I get it.
2: Yeah. And just talking it's about it, like, I, have, like, I don't want to be excluded. In- I don't want to be gatekept for for you know i'm like i'm not even in the 1% you know like per se as in yeah i'm young yeah i made some money but but it's still like the world the world is um there's a, we're a lot of people on the planet and, and i do think there's a lot of imbalance and there's a lot of unfairness and i wish things were different you know but but the world has definitely gotten very tense up about many things and there's like some things you can't even talk about anymore and I, when it, when that happens i just feel like it's uh cancel culture and, and it's all just so so tense
1: i mean mean like um to go back to what you said like we're all human and regardless of how much money you have in your bank if if you see a deal that you've just missed say with these battle pass levels you're gonna feel annoyed like regardless of what your situation is
2: i could buy me a lot of yogurt and ice cream at aldi and i that's how i measure it in my head you know i'm like that was a (laughs) lot a lot of yogurt (laughs) uh
0: And i also think that johan you don't i know we don't talk about this very often publicly because at the end of the day money is always a very tricky conversation you know Mm -hmm. but i've lived with you neither of us have really ostentatious vices or things for us the pinnacle of our weekend was like he's saying should we drive to aldi with my mom's old car and buy ice cream and then do a barbecue that was like yeah that sounds awesome you know So, I mean, a lot of, I'm not saying that we are like struggling. It just means that we never really have a lot of very expensive vices. And most of our time and most of the money is like, how do we do this for OG? How do we do this? And you've been extremely generous with your money. Like, honestly, there is something that I get very defensive, which obviously I don't want to get in a rant right now because I will get passionate. But anytime somebody accuses Johan and Seb, oof, I lose my mind because there is a lot of people that have made similar money that are not at all putting their money where their worth is. You said you wanted a company with these values and you put the money to make it happen. And you said you wanted this for all more people and you put your money. We were literally spending their money to grow OG to a place where we would not need their money. What else can you ask? For a 25, 26, 27 year old. What what else can you ask? These guys were Dota players that were fantastic, that later decided to make the world better. The part of the mission of OG is to inspire all their esports teams to do it this way. That You don't have to be scummy, you know? You don't have to do it this way. You can actually succeed like this. And yeah, it's like, what else do you want? Like, how much, like, I don't know how to say it, like, Like, what else? Because I am way more imperfect than you. If I had that money at 25, I would be a douchebag. And I would be unbearable. I would walk around town, like, flipping on my fingers and saying, I want TI, bitches. I would be impossible. And you are, like, completely the opposite, you know? Like, it didn't get to your head. And you said, okay, now that I have that platform, what do I get to do with this? How do I get that? It's like, of course, like, I joined OG. And, of course, we get to get people like as amazing as Joe's and Michael that is here on my ear and all these people. And when you come here, nobody really comes here as a mercenary. We are all missionaries. We're here for a mission. And we are, yes, I think fairly compensated. We have great work conditions, but everybody gives us, I think 10 times more than we give them, Johan, you know? Dude, everybody's so passionate about OG. Every day with ideas. And I don't know, dude, kudos to you guys. If you you keep blowing smoke, I'm
2: gonna blow up, dude. It's uh... a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: but do you see like how humble you are now? You just take the air out. Like just take the fucking compliment. <laughs> you are a I'll very, take the very inspiring <laughs> human being. Very inspiring.
2: Give it to me. Mm. <laughs> oh.
0: You are, you are, and I just want you to know that you are. Even yesterday I was having a shitty day, you know, and I called Johan and yeah, we had a rough conversation, but after that i he was able to tank something for me that maybe was not fair for him, but he was tanking and I messaged you. I don't know if you've seen the voice message, but I did. Thank you for it. You know, it meant a lot. Your generosity (sighs) anyway, you're awesome. Also just, I just didn't (laughs) live with you for a year. So maybe (laughs) one day. (laughs) Okay. So if you want, let's stay away to the, to the other conversations and let's start the, the, the Q&A.
1: Yeah, so um, with me coming on the the mm-hmm. podcast, I thought this would be a great idea to kind of go into our fan Discord, uh, collect some questions from the fans, because the guys in there are like diehard OG fans, you know, they, um, they're there every match day, um, they're like buying merch, they're in our streams. Like, for example, uh, like Tiger's been streaming at midnight most days, and I know that mm-hmm. I can go into that Twitch chat and I'll recognize names in the Twitch chat who are also active on our Discord, you know, these guys are, I think, the core of a fan base. Um, So I've selected a handful of them to kind of ask questions today. Um, And yeah, if you guys enjoy it, you know, maybe it's something we can do more of in the future. But it's a great uh, opportunity for them to uh, speak to you guys directly. Yeah, props to these guys for being brave enough to uh, to record himself and uh, and kind of put themselves out here as well. Uh, because uh, I know that can be scary as well. So uh, kind of to those do- to those of you who have submitted a video, thank you so much. Um, yeah, but uh, by all means, let's uh, let's get started. So uh, the next one we've got queued up here is uh, Pupi. Um, They're one of our uh, Discord moderators. Um, They've only joined us recently, uh, but they've been amazing in kind of dealing with with the fans and kind of keeping everyone in an upbeat and happy mood. And I'm kind of so happy that they've been able to ask a question here. Uh, So, uh, yeah, Mike, if you want to play the clip.
3: Hey, guys, how are you? Um, I've got a very general question that is, what's the best? and the worst part about working with each other and this is indeed a question meant for you to roast each other so please don't hold back thank you so much for doing the podcast it's really cool listening to you guys your insight and it is indeed something we really look forward to every week bye
0: uh that was awesome uh thank you so much for the words i wanna roast you then you roast me and then i'm gonna roast myself (laughs) okay the best Part about working with Johan is that he is constantly generous with his time his knowledge he's constantly there to help me uh, when i am lost or where my inner speech is poisoning me he's very easy, very he's very fast to identify. The worst part is that he has the attention spam of a two month puppy <laughs> so I can't get conversations with him longer than 10 minutes unless I'm literally chasing him around the house. And at one point, he's looking at me and like, I'm not listening to you anymore. I'm done. I'm <laughs> like, okay, I'll try back tomorrow. This is a real thing that has happened. I don't think that you could put Johan back into a classroom and have five hours or six hours of class. He's done with that period of his life. Johan, how about me?
2: So I'm doing the best first as well before I get to roast you. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah, I would say <laughs> I,
2: I would say usually I add you would add the sugar after roast first, but let's go first with the with the kind words. Okay. Um so the best part about working with Jay is the energy, motivation, and inspiration he brings every day. It is definitely uh out of this world level of motivation or very rare to see in this world level of motivation. And it brings me it okay. brings me youth, it brings me joy. Um, yeah, it gives energy, you know, real raw motivation, which I I, I crave for, it's, it's the same reason why a lot of Dota teams were made the way they were made and, and why a lot of Dota teams I think succeed. So Jay continues to prove me right on that. It's an important attribute now the worst part working working with jay yeah is his ability to keep talking for hours and hours and hours and to to keep going and to keep going and it's unbelievable like how fast he also can 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 talk i don't mind it i don't think it would would necessarily like end the conversation quicker like i i can process the information but my god like the fact that there's so much and it doesn't end um i think it's also why he was able to do the things he's done in his life be a director and 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 direct movies because i think you need that mode you need that gear but uh yeah it it that's also why living with him i think is dangerous going to work with him is great like five hours maybe i could go to school four five is yeah (laughs) but i would need my breaks and stuff but going to going to five hours class class with jay as a professor would be i couldn't do it i don't think i could do it i would i would last like three days and i would have lost it i would have completely lost it so
0: the 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 he lives with me he can't run away yeah i chase him yeah so i've literally chased him like i've chased him into his room <laughs> i've chased him into like hey i'm gonna have a shower okay i'll wait for you here <laughs> and he's like i would just chase him <laughs> like i'm not done i have so many more things to tell you and the roast about myself is that i am very emotional very very emotional And I think that through discipline I've been able to control my emotions but for me the fire comes in two shapes or form you know the fire is really good when it warms and it cooks but there is moments where I need help bringing it back you know and there are moments with Johan that he's very stable and I can see how I rock your boat too much like yesterday you were probably dealing with your own day you didn't think that i was gonna call you and then i called you hey johan i have this problem and you're like okay i'm done for the rest of the day because i am not gonna be able to do anything else besides thinking about this and i think that that could be very disruptive and i'm sorry
2: no I no i mean i think it's i think it's natural i think it's healthy i think it's how work should also be conducted is people can pick up the phone and talk you know uh, i think we're both very emotional people so it's a good match, but it's also volatile when uh, it's like, if, yeah, if we were, I don't cry at movies, but I was going to say, if we were to watch like a, a sad movie or something, we would probably like boost each other's emotions in that sense. But you, I can imagine. It's I don't, so
0: nice. uh, they love each other so uh, much.
2: Do you cry? Do you cry <laughs> at movies? If people die and stuff, Jay?
0: I cry every movie. I don't even have to cry. Anybody knows I have to cry. Uh, okay. I watched Tick, Tick, Boom and cried the whole movie
2: okay i don't cry at movies, i was but not yeah. even
0: emotionally ready to watch that movie like i was like you know i was sleeping like or, like what just going over and then the movie started i was like oh who's in this movie andrew garfield's in this movie i was like <laughs> i was a mess i have to go to actually in the middle of the movie just stop the movie and wash my face and blow my nose because i was a mess that movie hit <laughs> me home because it's about <laughs> a guy that is turning 30 while he's making movies and he has to make the decision do i continue with my passion or do i go back and be a normal human being get married and all that i literally went through that at 30. Mm. a mess i cry with everything i cry with toy story i don't even need to cry the toy
2: story oh my
0: goodness I- Dude, I cry with all the sports movies. I cry watching football. I was watching the Bengals. versus. cry
2: at Adam Sandler movies?
0: I don't even know who they're playing against. And I was just <laughs> crying in the bar. I went to see the game in a bar and I'm crying like they try so hard. This is amazing. In the Olympic Games, people that I've never even heard of in my life, it's sports that I didn't even know exist. And you see them holding the trophy and they're crying and I'm crying because i know how hard these people try yeah yeah anyway it's
2: a good thing that's a good thing i only
1: cry when the dog dies in films oh when the dog dies yeah well yeah. if a dog dies in a film do you know there's a website where you can uh go to it i think it's called like uh does the dog die in this or com or yeah does the dog a die? Research. i just googled go the first
2: it. thing that came up <laughs> that's the dog that yeah you created to <laughs> and warn you people can type
1: in the name of any movie you can type in the name of any movie and it will tell you if the dog dies at the end.
0: <laughs> so. so, John Wick for <laughs> you has to be the best needing.
2: Oh, but John it has Wick? a bunch of different yeah, exactly categories, actually. Those uh, <laughs> are catch dying and flashing lights. Okay, okay.
0: We have a person with like a secret jacket and a liquid hoodie. This is oh, an old OG of, t-shirt, of right? Time.
2: Underneath? It's an old e- OG t-shirt Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: So.
1: Okay, okay, so, so, he's just very so this is Will, I, I know this guy, I'll introduce him in a second, uh, uh, but then he, he said, oh, I've got a load of uh, like different esports merch, can I wear it? And I was like, uh-huh. you know, by all means, go for it, show sure. off what you've got, so so he's got the old OG, then a liquid hoodie, then a secret thing on the back, so I was like, yeah, just knock yourself out, wear what you want, uh, so okay. uh, let's yeah, let's hear it, hey guys. I'm Will, I'm actually a Discord Moderator for OG, and I've got a question that I think we've all had on our minds this entire time. OG's gone through several generations of teams from Dota, CSGO, Valorant. In the Dota team, we've had several generations of hair, from Topson being the newcomer on the scene, then becoming the chat at the scene, we've had being becoming a Viking, we've had Jerex just being Jerex. We've also then had in the CSGO section, we've had Alexi B being Alexi, Beam is looking amazing we've had ball i mean Mantu. but my question is in the whole time that og has been a team staff or
0: players who's had the best hair in the team and who's had the craziest hair i mean it's johan do we even have to spend a lot of time doing this oh, i think every I girl agree. and every guy in the company will want to have your hair
2: I mean, my hair, my hair was great. It is great. It's thick. It is juicy. Great. It is great. But I would still give the price to Seb because the thing is, he does nothing for his hair. I don't think he ever conditions it. And every day when we, like, there, he always has his, his hair would always sit naturally, sit really good. He would take off his, his shirt and it would be even better. You know, when, when I take off my shirt, I got hair sticking out everywhere and whatever. I have to kind of fix it. But whatever he would do to it would make it better. It was crazy. There's only very few times in the morning where he had the bird nest. Uh, he must have done something crazy to get it because normally it just all works for him. And I think he does zero you maintenance, do zero care. And yeah, um, I, I would give it to Seb. I've seen
0: Seb coming out from waking up in the room and he looks perfect. Yeah, and in my head is like, oh, so you just the pillow does woke something. Up, Everything shower, does something. Everything
2: touches it, it just starts like going the right way. Like it's very rarely he'll get the nest. Uh. Like Topias had really good hair, of course. Yes had really good hair. Um I like I like Anna's hairstyle, honestly. Uh sometimes, not always, but um, yeah, no, I mean I'll still give it to Seb. I would I say mean, that
0: because me, maybe yeah. tell me. Sorry, go ahead, Josh. I interrupted him. Uh
1: yeah, so I think there's uh one night in particular I can think of that. My personal favorite is Topson's hair on the uh, like the the True Sight watch yeah. uh, like event with uh, was it Ti Nine True Sight? have been party, Ti Nine. Where he wore the red suit Amazing. and then had the big hair off to yeah, the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, I think that was like that individual night
0: was uh, was top tier. I think that that, that night is the first and only time of OG that I was like, ah, he looks like a movie star. He did look like a movie mm-hmm. star. He was amazing. Good for him because I think, Johan, okay. So are you guys really inspiring each other to be healthy? Because I know that when we leave, we have pretty a healthy lifestyle and I get inspired by you guys. So we all do it. So in a way it actually is like a circle where we all work out and we all eat healthy and we have the chef cooking Uh, healthy food. And let me,
2: uh, let me zoom out. I mean, you said the word circle, I think it probably starts always doesn't, it's not always restricted to age. But usually, the older, the wiser. Um, and me coming into esport, I definitely, I, I came from a place like 15, 16 years old when I was when I was there, where I was eating semi healthy stuff a couple of times a week, and then for for the most part, like pretty shitty food. Um, and it was always my teammates who tend to be a better inspiration. Like people wouldn't really drag each other down very much. I mean, sometimes like, hey, McFlurry, McFlurry, you know, have a McFlurry, but in OG and for the last many 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 years, I want to go even back to the very beginning and and even if yeah, like in Fnatic times, it was also fly, it was honey. Uh, um, they were they were very healthy and 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 that that stuff rubs off. And when you're being a good teammate and stuff, you do want to give you know the good healthy habits and at least show the way that it's not so um, it's not so bad to try and be healthier and whatever. And I gotta say that for a lot of the young players, if they would have get, been given the menu and given the choice. It would not have been good <laughs> it's been i think it's been very healthy for yeah. them to 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 be in our team i don't know if every team has has, has a, had a good uh approach to to this but but it's like again it's a very open thing people of course can can have wishes but part of also becoming a good competitor will be be conscious of everything even the things you put inside you um yeah. and i i would say for the most jo, part I in og a job, huh?
0: she's a great group
2: yeah yeah and and for the most part in in the last i would say for five years of my of my daughter' career, there's been a good amount of uh, healthy meals, healthy like uh, habits being rubbed off uh, and being shown and being like a theme. So yeah, I uh, I don't even know where we, where we came from, where, where we started, but uh...
0: <laughs> the hair. I think it actually reflects there. I really yeah. think, honestly, that healthy habits and healthy this hab- uh, way of living will. That's why the guys look healthy, you know. The guys look healthy because they're healthy.
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, it's like a, it's really about everyone, everyone succeeding at everything. Uh, you want to see them succeed, you know, and and that's usually like the first notch because people also want to succeed themselves. So when when you when you create that environment and, and you do that for each other and you you then also inspire, like yeah, you inspire and 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 teach and and talk, uh, put focus on it. It moves things. It definitely it definitely does things. I think Anna if I remember correctly, he had only cooked two things before he joined me in Copenhagen, and that was uh, the chicken nuggets in the oven and uh, garlic bread also in the oven. That was that was his abilities. That was his unlearned was unlearned cooking abilities. Yeah,
0: reminds me you look of, uh, great, Johan, by the Uni, thank you,
2: thank you. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, like do you see the color? You know, just like remember a few months yeah. ago when he was finished Dota career, it looks like he was. Rough. Now you <laughs> look oh, fantastic. Yeah. You have color. You've been working out. It's been great. Sorry, Josh, what were you saying about uni? I interrupted.
1: Oh no, I, I was just saying from uh, Anna's menu. It uh, reminds me of uh, my my first year at university, where I'd uh, mm-hmm. kind of you know, obviously like I wasn't living with my parents. I was in a hall with, with a bunch of other students, and uh, you know. So what what do you cook? You cook. uh other food. You know. Uh, instant mm. noodles, garlic bread, uh, yeah, chicken nuggets, anything that's quick, easy, and ideally requires less washing up, you know? So, uh, yeah. uh, that just reminds me of that uh, unfortunate time in my life.
0: Let's go with the next video. I don't know if it was a lot of roasting, actually I heard more complimenting, but sure.
3: <laughs> Hi guys, this is Carlene from the Philippines. Kumusta? I hope everyone is doing well. Uh, first of all, congratulations on your new roster. Both Dota and CSGO are doing really well. So yeah, good job. Um, so question. If there's, if you can go back and relive a year in your life, which year was it and why? And is there anything that you want to change or um, do differently? Thank you. God bless.
0: Bye-bye. Well, this is awesome. First, I will say the moment that she said, if you could go back in time, there's if you could go back time, the chair song that now is going to be playing in my head the whole time while I'm answering this question. Uh, yeah, okay, definitely not good, Carlos. Nice. I've just learned that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm very aware of it. I was in a music band growing up, and I was not even allowed to have a microphone in front of me in case I would just decide to do it. Uh, best year of my life. Okay, sorry. So question for you because you said what will be the year that you would like to relieve i am not sure that i will relieve my best year i think i will probably relieve one of my worst years just to try to make it better yeah where would you go with this question johan shit
2: um hmm uh, there's so many of them honestly there's so many I, w- I wish to go back to i would probably choose some of my childhood ones like that was when my mind went first uh Dota, it would be easy to choose like Frankfurt if I mean the two majors one year two majors next year was was also great years even though TI was rough it had a rough ending of course if I went back I would try to change the ending but um <laughs> if we talk about reliving and things going down the same way and stuff yeah I'll probably go back to my sixth grade seventh grade year I, it's been it's been so much longer a lot of nostalgia that but it, i find it closer to me so i want to go back further um yeah my mind instantly went to 6th grade yeah
0: so now my question is just for you do i get to mm-hmm. relive it exactly with the same outcome or do i have the chance to change it
1: i think it's no fun if you have to relive it and do everything the same so i think uh you know i'm going to uh yeah, judge's ruling is that you, have, you can make changes.
2: <laughs> I'm definitely not going for the best one in You're case I fuck it up.
0: Yeah, it's dangerous.
2: I'll go back to sixth grade, thank you.
0: <laughs> I would say for me, is 2013. Um, I got to direct the big movie that I directed at a time where I really wanted to direct it but i was not ready to direct it and i was not ready emotionally to survive it not intellectually and i is probably the biggest regret of my life but my regret is not that i did something i did the best that i knew how to in that moment but i wish i could do it all over again with what i know now it would be like i wish i could play the finals of ti things with what I know now on TI9, you know, because I will go back and I will crush everybody. But, you know, that's just not how it works. But no, she was very lovely. And thank you for the roster's uh, compliments. I would say it's all me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> just just for the record. <laughs> but thank you. Uh, okay. What is the next question?
3: Hello guys, Um, my name is Lupava, also known as LP Queen or Low Priority Queen. I'm a big fan of No Tail and OG uh, from Bangladesh and I wanted to know, um, since you guys were quite young when you started your professional careers, is there anything you wish were different uh, back then compared to now? Anything that you think would have affected your uh, progress or outcomes more positively? Uh, had it been, you know, more or less available back in the day. And um, is there any advice that you would want to give your younger self now that you're much older and wiser? Uh, Yeah, um, that's all I had to ask. Uh, Thank you guys for having me here. Have a great day and I hope OG does really really well in the upcoming regional finals uh thank you very much
0: awesome thank you so much for the question okay so we have what wish we did uh different and what advice would you give yourself
2: yeah so what yeah what would i do different having been younger um definitely did not know as much that's for sure i would say i mean i have had no regrets and things panned out nicely so i i on one hand, I don't want to change anything, but let's say for the sake of it that if I did, I would probably, after one year in Fnatic, I would make my own team already um, and take more charge. If I could do things differently, I would take charge earlier myself. Um, but also hopefully in the same spirit of still learning because it would still be a long problem. Process. I wouldn't just have made a choice and start winning right then and there. But I think it was a thing I could have been ready for even earlier. Potentially, um, if I could give myself some advice. Yeah, I mean, number one would be take more charge of the team, uh, become a, more of a leader, um, and 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 get sound canceling headsets for flying earlier. Yeah,
0: that is the gift that Johan gave me when I signed with OG. He gave me my, my headphones. He said, this is the best thing I've found in a very long time. You should get this one. It is one of the
2: best life pro tips you could ever get. If you are bound to travel for, for a bit or have to do some flights, Is sound cancelling in ears or headset. Holy smokes. It makes a difference.
0: Mm-hmm. For me, what things that I wish I have done differently, like you said, it's a tricky one because. I'm here because of my mistakes and my successes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the only regrets that I have, which is actually ties with my answer and my advice, I wish I was kinder to some people. I think at some points of my life I got wrapped up in either the mission or what I was feeling, and I think that I wish I was kinder. Because, so if so, yeah, like if we could go back, I would say it would be like less backstabbing, you know. Uh, in Hollywood, I could have done with much less of that, which we're trying not to do in the future. You know, the horror stories that we have in, in CSGO, sorry, in, in in eSports where people don't get paid, the, the price pools get stolen. I had all this shit also in Hollywood, you know? There's so many people that owe me money and so many things that happened. So I wish I could change all of that, you know? But the advice that I would say to myself would be, one of them would be, like you said, believe in yourself and invest in yourself. And the other one is being kinder goes much further than you think, it's a superpower. Because when you're kinder with some other people, it's not only how the world will see you, it's actually your outcome against them. I can spend my day trying to figure out, oh, this motherfucker is doing this to me, or oh, this guy is doing this to me, and like, look what he's doing to me, look what he's doing to me, why is he doing this to me? Or you can just be like, oh, this person needs help, how can I help him? He's clearly misguided or misunderstood. And if I cannot help him or her, maybe it's time to walk away with as much as compassion as possible, instead of just staying there and be jaded and be angry with the world, you know?
2: I was that karma is very real? In my opinion, you get a lot more from giving than, than you do from taking all that jazz, I I'm a full firm believer in it. And, and I, yeah, I do think that most people are inherently good almost all people are inherently good. And with that in account, you...
0: Given the chance and given the nurture, yeah, they become good, I
2: agree. Yeah, deep down, inherently. And you can, of course, spoil everything. Uh,
1: Cool. We've got two questions left. Um, Okay, let's do it. So, uh, yeah, this next one is kind of a bigger topic. It's not along the same central themes as as what we've uh, kind of been talking about today. but, uh, yeah.
0: Hi. Hello. I hope all of you are well. So my question for today is, um, what are your thoughts on
1: how we can improve Toto sport as a whole?
0: Okay. You're right. It's a very different question. And I'm going wanna... to... Wait, 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 Johan. I think we should pick up this one next week. Because I think this is a full episode question. Sure. So if you want, we can actually start this with this clip and just talk about this for the next episode. Sure. That's... That would be okay with you, Josh. You call the question back and we start with the question. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's no problem at all.
1: I, I'll, uh, all right. yeah, I'll speak to the guy as well.
0: Because I actually wanted, I've been talking to a few guests that I wanted to bring to actually talk about this as well. And Seb is one of them and so is other people that I want to bring. So I think this should be like a great full wrapped episode yeah yeah no that sounds but good to then, answer uh, him, uh, just give me all the power and i'll run down.
2: <laughs> make me dictator
0: <laughs> that's it yes and then just get out of the way
2: one clock. okay
0: sorry let's go with
2: the next person <laughs> hi guys kit from the discord here um i just wanted to ask you a question regarding you know uh, og being an org that really values friendship Uh, What would you say would be like the challenges now and challenges forward being the odd one out, really valuing in friendship considering uh, other esports team really valuing performance more than friendship? And would you see other teams jumping on that mindset as well? Thank
0: you. Awesome question. Uh, There's a lot for me to say about this. I would say that will other teams start jumping into this? I hope they don't because then we will continue (laughs) to win and we will continue to succeed. And if they are trying to stay in obsolete models, then this will give us the edge because this works. And Johan and Sef have proved time and time again that this works, not only in on the competitive, but on how great all our employees feel and how great mm-hmm. they are doing and how much better we can even do for them. You know, like we are just scratching the surface because we're trying to prove a model that doesn't exist. And we get a lot of things wrong. Imagine if we have more time, more money, more resources, and more experience to even do this better. Oh, this is going to be elevated even more. Uh, but the friendship part, the challenge of the friendship part. All right. I think the challenge of a friendship is that you have to open up yourself to let people in. And by opening up yourself, you become more vulnerable. And sometimes you have to really readjust your relationship with people because with friendship also comes the fact that people get to talk openly about it and about how they feel about you and how they feel about things. I think it's a net positive. If you get all the things together, the good and the bad is very positive, but it means that we need sometimes a little bit of readjustment, you know, where it's like, hey, Mm -hmm. I know how you're feeling right now, but I think that you're not really thinking about this outside of your, maybe your pain and your thing, and you have to think about it in in a larger way. And the problem is when sometimes things don't work out, it's very hard to break up with a friend, where with a coworker, you know, but when I get to know someone deeply and I understand what they want deeply in life and their struggles it's very hard when it doesn't work. It's really, really hard. What do you think, Johan?
2: And quite often I think it's, it is made harder than it has to be, I think with clear communication and full transparency, which is not always present and granted, And not, not always that is like it, intentionally lacking. Um, what I mean is, yeah, your, your friends, now we're now we're talking in the team aspect for dota um i like to compare the i like to draw as many metaphors as i can and, and make comparisons to to kind of it also helps me like talk about it in a different light but like let's say we're going on a uh, mountain hike like we're climbing a tall mountain this is a proper project this is this is dangerous this is scary this requires talent this requires a team this requires everything that then is within a team because i want to make team as like a certain type of definition and then in an og it, it, it stands for something that we believe team, a team means, a team contains, a team involves. Um, I don't think I should go go out here and say all of those things, like what I do think that people should be mainly focusing on, but, but definitely friendship. Um, again, a version of the word is super crucial. I mean, super, super crucial. If you're treating this as a serious project and you're treating this as something that matters, and then on the other hand, it, is it hard? Yes. It's damn hard. It's, it's harder than climbing a lot of these mountains. I believe like with the amount of teams that are competing with the amount of things you're going to have to go through to, to play this amazing Dota, uh, it is super hard. So, so for these things, people are going to have to put differences aside. They're going to have to work on their relationships. They're going to have to become better people themselves individually. They have to look inward and become better people and f- for most, if not for all, that is super challenging. For some, it is super hard. And it, it's going to ask a lot of you, you know, like not just this of you you, you improving, but ask even more of you. It's going to ask you to sacrifice family, friends, life, time, so many things. Um, and what's, what can carry you through it is definitely that friendship. What can what can help you, you know, get through this is definitely that friendship that you need to find Um but yeah, it, I think it is very important to, to, to define these things as a group before you get into it and um, be very clear what you mean, because Jay and I calling each other friends right now, like on, on for, for some people, it might mean, you know, like the dude you see at the, the shop every day is your friend, but, but you, you interact for like two minutes and for some, the word friend and friendship might mean, you know, the dude who's going to take uh take all the females on your side of the family down the aisle like you know the, it, it means the world to them so it's it's also uh, like what does that mean to you what is your obligations what is a friend supposed to to be to you what's he supposed and when you're friends in og and when you're friends within a team it it means his own thing um and and in, yeah I, I mean i can mainly speak for for the rosters i've been in it's um it's a beautiful thing. Like it should be like becoming a, a team is, is a gorgeous thing. And and sometimes it's, there's not enough communication. There's not enough uh, transparency. People hold back. People don't always say what they should be saying and let it, letting it out. And then sometimes things get harder to talk about down the road, but we do a good job. We have done a good job for the most part over the years. A very good job. Um, and I'm very proud of that people skill, human skill. Um, to have seen myself understand it better and to see other people also get it, like what this means, you know, to build relationships with, with other people, with other guys over a project, um, guys or girls, you know, and and yeah. Um, it would be nice if other teams don't do it. I, I would say so, yeah. I don't think we're at a disadvantage at all. Uh, quite the contrary. <laughs> Of course it comes to certain things just to finish up. I know you're not interrupting. It's just a delay. Um, yeah, yeah. It's if you are conducting maybe very brief and short amount of business, and it's like, it's very transactional, which I could see, see from some orgs it's a platform that can work. It's kind of like going to the bank or it's kind of like going somewhere and you're just going to meet with them for an hour and get set up and get your, your thing. and, And then you're out the door and you're not talking to each other for, for weeks or months. Um, I think that's good to get started maybe for some, but it's it's not it's not good entertainment. It's not nice for nice, nice for the players. It's not nice for the people <laughs> in the org either. So in this context, I'll say, of course, you know, be engaged, be hyped, build something together. At the end of the day, that's what it all is, is people coming together and doing something. So a level of friendship is always going to make it good. It's always going to make it nicer.
0: I was going to say that I would love also to hear from you, Josh, about how it feels from your side. I'm not really, don't feel like you're pampering to me or anything. It's like how, because we talk in a very unique way. I talk to you guys like my equals in most of the time, but I do need at some point a different, let's say, definition of where everybody's roles is. I think that's the key for me. I think I can be friends with everybody, but I don't want in a way like interference without jobs. So we have to have very clear lines of where everybody is And then as long as everybody stays within those jobs then the rest is all fun and friendship but how is this for you and how is different from maybe your experience that you have had in the past in your life with other jobs and and such
1: yeah i mean it was a um it was a bit of a a culture shock almost uh, because i came from a very um like a very corporate uh, like job where it was everything had very you know clear lines and you speak to your manager if it's this situation or this uh but you know you tend not to bother him otherwise and um I think I moved from doing that full time and just having esports as like a part time thing uh to then kind of suddenly esports being my full time when I joined OG and um it was surreal. Uh, At first, you know, because I was used to having uh, like all of these lines here and I, you know, kind of suddenly a a few of the lines were gone. So it's, you know, an adjustment period, you know, you're looking for a guide or something to start with. Uh, But then once I once I started to to settle down, I realized that it was um, it allowed me to rely on myself and like a lot more because i wasn't relying on the the structure if that makes any sense um so instead of kind of looking for a um you know a 20 page guide on how to do my job i'm relying on m- myself my own uh like kind of thoughts and ingenuity to get the job done and i'm relying on the people around me within the job you know <clears throat> um and I feel like that was a a very good a very positive change, um, because it just allows me to. Um, I, I I think I feel freer if that makes sense, you know. And I think um, kind of what we're talking about is is crucial to that because it means that I'm not, you know, I'm not like coming into your hypothetical office and being like, can you sign this? I really need it because X Y Z. Okay, thanks. See you later. You know, I like our chats can be a lot more open and freeform instead of being, you know, oh you follow the script and then you get out of there, you know. Um so I think it's uh it's certainly helped me. Uh it's helped me find my confidence um as well. And um yeah, I uh you know, haven't been doing the job for too long. It's like 5 6 months now, but uh you know, it, it feels a lot better than where I was. So uh, so thank you for that. You. Um, you know, And I hope that kind of sheds some light. Uh, I know sometimes when I speak, it goes around in a loop, but
0: uh, yeah. No, no, it's okay. So I will say, for example, I, I think that one of the keys of what you're saying is what Johan gave me as a value of this company. It's is very clear on the mission. You have to figure out how to enable people. And enabling mm-hmm. is it, a big concept. And I'm not sure, again, how much we want to give the secret sauce but enabling <laughs> it's ownership, it's confidence, is knowing that they can fuck up and it's okay. Enabling means that their ideas are being listened to and they're considered, but also they're tried. It means that I believe that you are right and they see it together. And if you're not right, it's okay, but we <laughs> gotta try things, otherwise we don't innovate. That is the true core of enabling is, I don't have to base what I know all in data is that we know data and then we're going to try things differently. And Johan does this to me and I do this with you guys. And there is a lot of moments which I am going to agree. There is a text, there is like a seven pages of Netflix, which by the way, we can reference or put it on the link is Netflix believes that a structure is only good when it doesn't limit anybody that the moment that the structure starts limiting, the structure already failed and the process already failed. And it goes explaining how in Netflix, we are, they are rewarding these people that are innovators, creators, that they get ownership of what they're doing, that they can go and create their own path. And it literally says at one point, but this company is not for everybody because we know that there is incredibly talented people that cannot work under these circumstances, which means that we're also owners about the fact that we might not be able to have the best people, but the people that are in Netflix are gonna do great in Netflix. That was the whole premise. And there is also another concept that I do uh, study is the the Pixar and how Pixar was built. And in Pixar, you have many rooms and many departments and they're actually decorated differently on purpose. So it feels like own your own corner and your own world and how you get to the office or to the desk of one person and that little world is different from the world right next to it, which in a way is a visual representation of your real ownership, true ownership of what you're doing. And in OG, we don't have overlapping, very little. So everybody is enabled completely. And a lot of the information that flows back to me that ultimately flows back to Johan is based on information that you guys are on the field receiving and looking at and discovering. So when you tell me I get this information from blah, 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 then I bring it up and it's like, okay, Johan, with this information, what is the adequate response and a strategic key point that we're going to drive from this one? So I believe that the enabling is a hundred percent true. Obviously there is massive level of improvement because we don't have any guides or anywhere to learn this. And the friendship is maybe like Johan said, everybody can define friendship differently for me is the happy mood, yes, we are co-workers, but we can do this and have fun today when you were joining into this podcast, I told you, you're not really here to just read the questions. We are here. You are here, which you're one of us. That's the key. Every single time you're in a conversation where we all sit together, you're one of us. Anybody, Mike, I told him in the producer, I said, dude, get yourself on, on the microphone, speak and let the audience hear you speak. Because then it becomes a little bit more conversational between all of us, which is the authentic part of this, not just blah, 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 But yeah, now fuck you, Johan, because now you said I talk a lot and now I'm thinking about how much I talk. <laughs> and how it never ends. I can pull the next thread and the next thread and the next thread, you know, and the next thread. And then, yes, sorry. I'll shut up.
2: We love you, Jay. Don't worry about
0: it. <laughs> yeah, Michael, <laughs> what can you say? You know? <laughs> No, no, put that out so everybody can hear it. But yes, I think that's the key, uh, the good vibe. And we have, every week, yeah. we have a, a quarterback meeting. And the quarterback meeting is not designed to be telling people <clears> what <throat> to do. It's an energy meeting. Let's come together as friends. Let's come together as a family. I clown around. I bring the energy. We talk about esports. We talk about different subjects. And then we send everybody with good vibes. It's not an strategy meeting. And- people know already how to do.
1: On that meeting, you can tell it's a like it's a good meeting and it works because people are like are in the call for ten minutes before it starts. You know, like like this week, I went to log in. There was two people in there at like ten minutes to the time it started. So uh, you know that just goes to show how much it is a uh, like a. It's not a it's not a lecture. It's a gathering point, and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I I look. Yeah, you should here. come to
0: see the monkey business meeting that I have is every Monday it just come in and we just talk shit, talk shop and live with good energy. Everybody gets to be part of it. And I get to roast one at a time, most people, and, and then they get to roast me. It's, it's been pretty fun. <laughs>
2: Sounds was like, I should be there. I can, I can pitch in.
0: Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's just an energy meeting. People already know what they're doing. People are really good at their job. They just need that extra, like, yeah, what you do, it matters, you know, and we celebrate it. Remember we talked about this a year and a half ago, Johan, that we had a hard time celebrating our achievements. Mm -hmm. This is my celebratory meeting and we celebrate each other and we literally clap each other and we have like the stand, like, uh, raise your hand in, in Google. So every single time there is somebody that is happy, we're all like clicking it. (laughs) So it's like, it's an energy, (laughs) it's a celebratory meeting. That's good. That's good.
2: (laughs) I like that. I'm just imagining that whoop, whoop. <laughs> and everybody's whoop, doing that. Like, you yeah, can hear yeah, yeah. the ling,
0: ling, ling, ling. <laughs> And they're like talking shit on the chat about different topics. It's just a celebratory meeting because we have to celebrate what we achieve. When our guys are winning, <clears> we all <throat> have to celebrate it. When one of us makes an incredible campaign, an incredible post, an incredible thing, the podcast, there's so many things that are to be celebrated. And everybody gets to celebrate it with you. That's the Monday meetings.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Awesome! Mm-hmm. I love these questions. Thank you so much, Josh, for pitching me into this project and for recording these uh, videos. Yes. I, I think this is something we should do more often. It was great.
2: Oh, it's good. Best is having I the fans ask questions.
0: Yeah, and uh you know
1: we'll have um we'll probably have a load more uh, submissions for uh for next time so uh yeah i can't wait it's been a pleasure to come on here um it's been uh awesome just spending more time with you guys and uh yeah hopefully i'll see you guys soon uh for another round um so if if you're watching this uh and you want to be ready for next time uh my advice is to get in the og discord uh so it's uh discord.gg og esports um, you want to get in there, and there's a channel called Monkey Business Show. You want to hang out in there. Any updates about next time or whenever an episode is posted, it'll be linked in there, and uh, there'll be a guide on how to, uh, how to take part. So, yeah, go for it.
0: Awesome. That was amazing. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for producing. Joe, thank you so much for putting this together. Johan, thank you so much for being here. And we'll see everybody next week.